Good Tuesday evening. Hidden Treasures Revealed is on the air. My name is Sean, and I um, have a neat opportunity tonight. I have someone that's been coming to our church gathering on Wednesdays. Uh, Lexi is here with me, and um, we've got a really good topic that um, came to her, and we'll be talking about it, uh, excited about it. And uh, me and Lexi will be back with you in just a moment. Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. All right, well, Lexi, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. And we normally start out, I'll just ask you, how was your, did you have a good day? How was your day today? My day was really good. I really enjoy cloudy, rainy days. And so I felt most productive today because I got to, well, I went outside first with my dog, Lucy, and let her run around. And of course, she loves the rain, even though she gets all muddy and I have to clean her up. It's okay. And so she got me outside, which the air felt great. And then I think it's because on most rainy days, a lot of people are inside. So I feel more okay going outside because almost everybody's inside. And so I had a really good productive day today. Well, that's good to hear. And um, I did myself as well, had some struggles, but each day has its struggles as well in learning. And I'm going to share something with you that you didn't know, or you may know, but um, we share that in common because me and Anna Ruth, who's also a part of our church gathering, that we too like the rainy days and I actually like days where it's, I like windy days as well. Like if there's a nice wind, like kind of a brisk wind. Why? To me, it's just peaceful. Like I'll go out on the deck of my house and just kind of close my eyes and just let the wind, listen to the wind. I just, it's really a, a calming thing uh, for me. I did that as a kid too. But um, well, what's interesting about the rainy days is that uh, Phil actually caught me on this. He said, is, is it really true that you like rainy days or is it just in moments where, you don't have to work or you're really doing something you want to do because some days it's like, well, why is it raining? I wanted to go to the beach or, well, wait a minute. I thought you said you liked rainy days. So, so keep that in mind at times me and Anna Ruth would actually text each other and say, Hey, it's a rainy day. It's a good day kind of deal. So may have to include you on the, uh, those little text days when it rains, like, like a nice steady rain <laughs> yeah. kind of day. Add me to the group chat. That's right. Well, this, uh, how this came about just, to it's interesting because, we've had this on the podcast before where we ha actually have a, an email address and we have a, a Facebook page and we solicited a few times to say to somebody, if you have something on your mind or some kind of topic or a question, you can feel free to bring that to us. And this actual idea that you, uh, that came to you was a few weeks ago. And because there was interest and in you wanting to come on the podcast, y'all opened the door to say, Hey, you have a question, you have something you want to talk about. 
then no problem to um, talk about it. And this is the uh, concept that you came up with and I was thinking about it. And to do this, what I'll do is I'll, I'll turn it over to you if you just want to explain the question, the concept that came to mind and kind of share your thoughts on what came to you. And then we'll, we'll see what Yah gives us and we'll discuss it from there. So how did this come to you? Yeah. So I'll start off with saying like, I'm a big thinker, constantly thinking about myself, about others, and specifically, usually with the topic of like improvement and um, what's the word when it's like, you're your best self. Like, I want to say it starts with a P. Like kind of like you're, um, you just want to get the best out of your life. Like potential. Potential. Yes. Yes. Like you want to be at your like highest potential. And so I was just, usually the topic comes like, oh, how can I be more happy? Like I've always struggled with that one. And over the years, like it's turned into, oh, I can be happy by like getting Duncan in the morning or, oh, I'm happy it's a snow day and I don't have to go to school. And over the time, over like just growing up and like hitting rock bottom and realizing like, oh, happiness isn't what I'm searching for. What I'm searching for is fulfillment and like a protector and someone who like brings me fulfillment and full satisfaction. And I found that like in y'all. And so as I was still sometimes going back to my old ways and thinking of questions like, oh, how can I be more happy this time where I'm at now in life? It wasn't the same question. Now it was like, oh, I'm not searching to be more happy because I actually feel peace. So when I asked myself that question, like, how can I be more happy? I didn't get filled with anxiety to find the answer because I was like, you know what? I'm okay not being happy because happiness isn't what I'm searching for. Excuse me, I'm holding my breath. (laughs) But happiness isn't what I'm searching for and therefore I have peace. But I was like happy because I had peace. And so then I was thinking like, well, what's the difference between happiness and peace? And is it okay to have happiness? I mean, sorry, is it okay to have peace but not happiness? Yet I hear this word happiness talked by my friends a lot, you know? And they don't really ever say like, oh, I have peace today. You know, they'll say like, oh, I'm so happy today or I'm so glad you came. I'm so happy. And so I'm like, what, what about peace? No, this is a very good question, very good concept. And I was actually thinking about this a little bit when actually this evening, and I just, it was one of those where I'll just look up on the phone, the difference between peace and happiness. I was like, just go right to Google, just see what is, what does Google say? Not mm-hmm. that Google is the everything, but just to get kind of a base. And here I found something interesting on this and I'll bring up a, a concept uh, in faith that'll help with this. And it says, happiness is conditional. Peace is unconditional. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those where things that make you go, Hmm, let me think about this one. Here's what's interesting about this. Have you ever heard this term? I, I love you with my love is unconditional. You ever heard that? Yeah. 
Okay. Do you know that that is not possible? It's not possible that love is unconditional. Right. If somebody says that, um, for example, people will say that God loves, the love of God is unconditional. That that's a statement that's made. And this is because this was revealed to us by Yah that, and, and I'll give the big concept. The only way for something to be unconditional would be that it doesn't exist. And, and I'll explain. The concept is that, well, if I love you unconditional, that that means that there's nothing you have to do like that. There's nothing you have to do, not do that. My love is unconditional. But if you think about that, that's a condition that there's nothing you have to do. So that's a condition and meaning that everything that exists has law to it, that in order for it to have order, because Yah is a God of order. God is not a God of chaos. So for example, the grace of God, people say, well, the love of God is unconditional because it's by grace you're saved. Well, grace has conditions. The grace of God means that you'll do these things or you won't remain in the grace of God. Or if you don't do these things, then you're not going to be in favor with God. So with that statement, when somebody says or with that, with Google, that peace is unconditional, it can't be. What the point of it that I got from reading it was, was that it's like a state of it's forever. Like peace is forever. Happiness is temporary was kind of like what I was reading, but because those in faith, everything is faith. So when I look at that, I'm not looking at it to say, okay, yeah, that's the absolute truth. It's well, that's an interesting concept, but what are you talking about here? Because, because you had said, can you, can you be happy and be at peace or do you have to have peace in order to be happy? And what's important in this is, is from a faith standpoint from Yah's understanding, we've got to understand what peace is so that we can figure out, am I at peace or do I think I'm at peace and I'm not or vice versa. And then we can talk about the, the happiness from the truth of God perspective, peace, the definition of peace is to destroy the authority attached to chaos. And I'll give you an example. Something is going on that's causing chaos. What's the root cause of that? What's the authority that's driving that? Like you're frustrated with someone. What What's the, the driving force that, like, is it resentment? Is it, what is it that's driving that chaos that you destroy in order that you can have peace? Because have you ever heard of, I don't, do you read a lot? Yeah, okay. I do like to read. Do you read like the classic literature, any of the older stuff? No, I like the dystopian novels, like Divergent, Hunger Games. Have you ever heard of, um, I don't, it might be a novel. Have you ever heard of War and Peace by Tolstoy? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Okay. Well, th- that's, that's the order, that war and peace, because you cannot have peace if you don't have war first meaning that peace is the effect because think about it, destroy the authority attached to chaos. That's why you go to war. You're, you're going to destroy or overtake someone so that you can have peace. 
well, you have to go to war first in order to come to the state of being of peace because peace is a state of being. The happiness is, is a temporal, emotional concept. Like, and I'll give an example of this. Uh, my dad, this was back maybe 2007, because um, my mother actually passed away in 2009, and he, and still does now, but suffering from depression, that, and he's not, um, I think he's, uh, would claim Christianity, but he's not like a, a believer, that not pursuing faith in God at this time, but one time when he was in what he would say he was depressed, that he had a really high emotional, probably for maybe a couple of days to a week. And he just was just all high and all happy and all jovial. And he actually looked up and bought flowers for all of his relatives, like the, the cousins, like all the people that he would visit as a kid. Like it was maybe 10 or 12 people that he just bought like, and I'm not saying you buy like one or two, I mean, like a bouquet of flowers and like, you know, Ten different people. Wow. Right. With all these people like, why are you doing that? He's like, I just feel so good. And I just, mm -hmm. I don't know why I just, I'm just closer to the Lord. I'm just, and these are his words, just feel so close to the Lord. And I'm just, I'm just, just so, just so happy. But what is going on in his life? That's chaos that yeah, he's happy and he's got that emotional high. But what's driving that? Is it the chaos that's not being put to death or is it peace? Because, and I'll ask you this, in, in the word of God, and you may or may not know this, do you know of any place where it says, talking about being happy with God or God being happy with you? Like, do you know of any passages that say that? That's funny you say that because well, I actually looked up like happiness on my Bible app. Like I typed in that word to see if there were any ver verses and I don't want to misspeak, so I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it didn't say any verses where like God was giving direct happiness to us. Like he might've been happy about something that his disciples did, but I noticed that the Bible used um, like joyful more than happiness. And I'm thinking if I remember right, it might've been in what's referred to as the Beatitudes, like, Oh, I think it might be like, oh, how happy is the one that does this, which is a translation. But can you not have put, could you, can you not have peace with something and not be happy? Like it, or you could put it the other way. Can you have chaos and be happy? I'd say yes. Mm -hmm. And if you're at peace with something, you can be happy with it, but you can be at peace with something where you're not necessarily happy. You wouldn't say that you're unhappy or like that. Like you said, like you're, you're looking for that happiness. You're looking for that kind of that, um, that feeling of being up. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to mm -hmm. have a coffee, a Dunkin' to get, to feel happy. But in faith in God, it's not that we don't have moments that we're not happy but you could be in a place where you're at peace and be sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a scripture where Messiah, it says he wept. Well, are we going to really say that he's not at peace? That he had times where 
he the time that um he had the godly anger where he turned the tables of the money changers in the temple well he was angry but was he at peace so a lot of this we attempt to correlate the emotion to the state of being and yes you can have i'm seeing that you can have both but and you had mentioned this the the for faith we should be looking for the place to be content not happy but the place of contentment can bring moments of being happy because there's several scriptures where Paul had mentioned that I've learned the secret to being content that he said I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me well look at all the struggle that he went through the struggle was there so that you can learn contentment which means you're okay no matter what happens but that doesn't mean that you're always happy all the time do we are we going to say the messiah was just happy when he was being crucified and beaten oh my gosh please do this i'm just so happy but what did he have on the inside he had that inner peace that the authority attached to chaos was being put to death where he was content with whatever was happening because my focus is on my father and mother not on this particular situation from that there can be great and you mentioned it joy the expression of that contentment is joy joy would be the outward sign of having that contentment that wow i'm not looking to walk around and be happy all the time i'm going to look for that place of contentment and the more content i am and i stay in that then that's the opportunity to be truly happy because people that get drunk they seem pretty happy man I'm, I'm i'm partying having a good time man it just just feels great but is there peace just because you're happy not necessarily because I, i've had this in my life where at this moment uh, my wife is not pursuing faith and i'm not happy about that but i have a peace that when she when she comes around she's she will come to it and when she does, everything's going to turn around, but I'm not sitting around, man, I'm just so happy that a family member's not in faith. Wow. Cause I'm supposed to be happy because I'm in faith. No, but I have had moments where you have that happiness, but what I'm seeing it is more of, it's not the happiness that drives the peace. It's the peace that drives the happiness or the chaos will drive you to do things where you're not happy, but you want to be happy. So you'll do things to suppress the chaos in order to be happy. Well, I don't want to feel bad. So I'm going to make myself feel happy. It's kind of like you, instead of dealing with the root cause, you're just dealing with the symptom. Well, I don't feel good. So I want to be happy, but do we evaluate deeper to figure out why am I not content? Because, I don't know of a place in the word where it says the goal is to be happy. The goal is to have peace, which Messiah, even in his own words, he says, you know, my peace I give to you, I have come so that you may have peace. But if you don't put in the work to put to death the chaos, how are you going to have peace? And again, we're coming from a godly faith perspective, not speaking as the world, but you want to find peace with God walk through the gospel message and find the fullness of faith because that's how you find peace with God because 
the word says, now that we have peace with God through our Lord, Messiah, Yeshua, we move on from there. So find a place to be reconciled to God. That's where your chaos lies is with the sin nature. Figure out how to put the sin to death. And ultimately with circumcision of the heart, you get sin taken out of your heart, moved to your body of flesh. Deal with the sin issue because that's really, really where the chaos lies is the sin nature. Put those things to death. Then you can have the peace, which is referred to as that is beyond all understanding. Because I'll ask you this, does Yah walk around in chaos? No. And would you say that Yah is at peace? Yeah. And would you say that they're happy all the time? No. No, because are they happy with somebody that sins? Mm-hmm. No. But are they happy with their children when they walk in a bit? You know what, Lexi, you really, I'm so pleased with you. You did a really good job. But there's still a journey in order to get, see, that's the thing that there's a journey to get to where you have that peace that's beyond all understanding that you can have moments where you have, I'm not saying that you can't have peace, that you have moments where you're, you've put something to death, but the ultimate peace to have is to find the fullness of faith where you have the fullness of the deity living within you, where peace comes to where your, your peace is within and then you still have to go through the process of dealing with your body of flesh and putting to death chaotic things. But this thing is that think about people just want to feel good. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you not want to feel good during the day or do you want to feel bad? <laughs> I would love to feel great. Well, yeah, but there's times where you're just not going to feel good because yeah. faith in God is not going to feel good all the time that you're going to have moments where you don't feel good, but just because you don't feel good doesn't mean that you can't be content at peace uh-huh. yeah and i feel like there's a moment now that i may be experiencing it where you know they talk about like the path is narrow and so as i'm going more on this journey i realize how narrow it's getting and it can feel lonely at some times where like that's not a great feeling to have but i'm still at peace and content because i know this is a path that i want to be on Well, and let me ask you this. Would you say that, bring my thought back here, the, the narrow path is the path that's the path of struggle. Now your people will still struggle. You're, you can't get away from struggle and suffering, but have it have purpose Mm -hmm. where when you're walking this path that you're suffering, but there's a reason. And if you're going to set your mind to do what is right and walk the path of God, that it's going to be a struggle because it's going to go against your nature because the sin nature, no, I want to do what I want. And the faith in God nature is no, I want to do what's pleasing to God. And then ultimately I want to do it because it's right. And you're going to battle against, you're going to be battling against the flesh. You're going to be battling against the spiritual forces and like even Paul, like he was shipwrecked, he was stoned and he didn't say, man, in every circumstance, I was just jumping for joy, happy. (laughs) But he said, I learned the secret of being content, which ultimately is trusting in God. Yeah. More and more. And it mentions in the word godliness with contentment 
is great gain. It doesn't say godliness with happiness Mm -hmm. is great gain. And with this, we're not, we're not removing emotion. We're not removing sadness and anger and happiness, but don't focus on being happy at all times, because really, if you're, I don't even know if you've known somebody like this, it seems like they're just really bubbly happy all the time. It's like, they just seem like they're always happy and just never sad, never down. Well, watch that carefully because that could very well be a mask of your suppressing the chaos because you don't want people to think that you're down. So you want to put on this facade of happiness that pursue the contentment. And it's really just with this, it's interesting because Yah lays it out a path to have reconciliation to them so that you can ultimately get rid of the life of chaos, which is the life of sin is the life of chaos. So the big picture is to have peace. I don't know if you've seen this bumper sticker or a little saying that says, and I'll just state it the way it says, it says, uh, no God, K-N-O-W, no, well, let me get this right. N-O, no God, no peace. And then no God, K-N-O-W, and then no peace, K-N-O-W, meaning that without God, you can't have peace, which is true, the true peace, which is putting chaos to death. But what happens is, is that you walk through this journey to get to where you put chaos to death by having circumcision of the heart. Mother takes the sin nature out of your heart, puts it on the body of flesh. Then with that, now you have the opportunity to get the chaos that's in your lower conscience out that's been building for could be 20, 30 years. So you you go through the process of putting the things of the flesh to death. So it's a, a process that goes, but what people will do is they look to find peace without looking to have faith in God. And it doesn't, you're going to end up in a place where you're ultimately not going to find peace or happiness because you try to find it in hobbies. You attempt to find it in work or leisure, cruises, vacations, all kinds of things because you want to be happy. But ultimately what people don't see is they're looking just to suppress the chaos that's there and instead of dealing with that issue, that you don't really change any of that, you just look to escape and do other things. Like So you're looking more to escape the chaos to find happiness instead of you know, realize that you're living a life of chaos. And the only way to get that peace is to have faith in God. And then at that point, then you can have true happiness. Because think about it, true happiness would be that contentment, that peace within you that knowing that you're trusting God, that as long as I don't turn from this faith, I'm going to have eternal life. And I'm not going to let these things bother me and find the happiness. And like you said, the joy in that. Yeah. And I feel like um, that what I heard over the past few weeks while I was thinking of this topic is that as you're talking about how people kind of look to gain things when they're feeling chaos, they're like, oh, I'll, I'll gain this vacation. I'll gain this cup of coffee to make me feel better. I'll gain this, you know, when I have like a million dollars in my savings, then I'll be content when I gain this. And I feel like that 
is related to happiness, where it's a gain, where I feel like what I heard was when you want to obtain peace, it's actually the opposite of gaining something. You have to let something go in order to gain the peace. You have to let go of the chaos to receive peace, where happiness, you would gain it. Well, no, you're exactly right, because when Messiah said, come to me so that you may I have come so that you may have peace and peace I give to you and you can't receive something unless your hands are free, unless you have let go of the old thing and now they're open to receive peace. Exactly right. Because what he's saying is he's not, he's not saying Lexi, here it is. He's saying, come to me so that um, you can have peace in me. Meaning that with me in me, you can put chaos to death. And you can have peace with God. See, that's the thing is without Messiah, that you're an enemy of God. And if I'm your enemy, is there peace between us? Probably not. No, no, you're my enemy. Uh, You're against me. There's not peace. There's chaos. There's enmity. There's a division. And what God's brilliant plan was, was that my son coming is going to bring reconciliation between the Jew and the Gentile to where there'll be one new creation one new man out of the two, thus bringing peace. Like but, the white flag. Yeah. The surrender flag, because think about it, you have to surrender to God mm-hmm. before you can submit to God. Yeah. Because think about it. No, I'm not surrendering. Well, but if you want peace, like like with, um, I don't know if you're a history person now, but World War II, the atomic bomb, they surrendered after the bomb. Why? No, no, I'm not going to fight anymore. I surrender. But is it necessarily that there was reconciliation or is it it was more of a surrender as opposed to, no, you know what? What you're doing is right. I'm not fighting anymore. I want to have peace with you. And God says, okay, but here's the problem that we have. No matter how much you want to have the peace, the sin is there. And the sin is what's the chaos. That's what keeps us divided. That's why you can't enter my kingdom. That you can have a change of mind, like you can repent to me, but you've got to continue to find faith in my son because you've got to deal with the sin issue, which is that's where the disobedience is the chaos that we can't, I'm not going to be able to reconcile with you until this is dealt with. And in Messiah, it even says that be reconciled to God, that in him we have the reconciliation, which if I reconcile with you, we're no longer at war with each other. And therefore, peace, um, war has been put to death and now we have peace together. There's no more friction. There's no more animosity. And that's the thing that the chaos is put to death. So now in the sun, you can have that peace with God that you're not going to be able to understand until you actually get to it where the word mentions a rest for the people of God. Well, when you rest, Oh, finally I made it. I'm, I'm resting. I'm at a place of peace now. It'd be like if you're going on vacation, you don't necessarily rest until you get there because you're not there yet, but you get there. And now, now I have that. Now I can relax. Now I have that peace because how many people are living this life and looking for that happiness and they find happiness and in their mind, they think they find peace because, well, I'm, I'm at peace. I'm not, I don't have any, any issue. But then when you die and you realize that 
you didn't repent to God and you didn't find the fullness of faith, that you're in a place of torment, which a place of torment is not going to be a place of peace. But you said it right on it that it's the peace is the effect, like the cause, like you've got a effect with an e. Mm Exactly. Like, because you, um, peace is not the cause. Like you heard people say on a podcast until next time, have a good day. And I've heard this in to everybody peace, mm-hmm. but peace isn't something that I just you throw up. Right. I don't just put a blanket on Lexi. Here's peace. You, you've <laughs> got it. And we just throw peace back and forth. Yeah. It's the result of chaos being put to death. Yeah. Because the war is over. Like, do you have peace before the war? No, you're fighting the war because there's no peace. And, and you took my land, you took my property. Well, no, we're not having any peace. I'm going to get my land. Well, you put the whole army to death that you're fighting against. Well, there's no more army that, well, now I have peace because this enemy that was against me is put to death. Well, now we can relax because they're not going to come after me anymore. They're not, it's done. It's put to death. And that's the thing. Those are the things. And that's the stuff in your lower conscience, your programming that's bringing chaos that you don't see. And because one, you don't see it or recognize it. You just, I just, I don't feel good. I want to be happy. Not realizing what's going on. That's causing the unhappiness, but, and I've had this cause I'm, you're, I'm not, you, you had brought this out, but I, same for me, because for years, I, NASCAR was a big thing that I watched in wrestling. I used to watch the old wrestling and I would go to that and spend most of my time with that and didn't realize that I'm just escaping my own life and doing that to be happy. But if I was content and you said it, why do I need all these things? Because in faith, if I remember right, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And that's not saying you don't need things, but I'm content. What do I, why do I need a vacation? And again, this, we're not saying you don't go on vacation. Right, but, because when you receive <clears throat> the things after you're content, then I feel like that's a joy. It's a blessing rather than a like surface feeling i would say that's conditional that can be taken away when that condition is taken away like after the vacation are you going to feel content or after the vacation are you going to no longer feel happy because you're not on vacation anymore where as if you were content and then received so like if if you were content and then watched the nascar race after the race you could still go on about your day and be like, wow, that was such a good experience. Like, I'm so thankful that I got to watch that. Where if you weren't content going in and you watched it, you may feel like, dang, I'm really sad that's over. Like now it's back to real life. Very well put. It's one of those where should we be going on vacation to vacate or should we go on vacation to go somewhere new? And and I'll explain because I've, Uh, I've had this uh, as heart knowledge. You go on vacation to get away from chaos. And it's exactly like you said, Oh my gosh, it's Monday morning. Got to go back to work. And now it's back to the old grind again. Mm -hmm. And that's the, well, because I was just, I wanted to escape the chaos. And oh, now, now I have peace. Oh, 
now the vacation is so great. And what's all this work doing on my desk on Monday? I thought that, well, there it is. You can't go on vacation. And I've just things that I've said, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know what? I'm leaving the job for now and I'm going on a cruise and oh, the cruise is over. All right. Back to work on Monday. Then I'm going to go on. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. You vacate the job, but you're not looking to escape the job. You're just yeah. taking a break from your job. And and that's the thing. It's the obligation versus the, the wanting to do it. Cause I know that uh, I've said that to where, Man, why can't vacation just be longer? Well, it's because you're 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 attempting to escape what you don't want to do, mm-hmm. as opposed to, no, I like doing my job, and this is just a break from it to rest, and then I go, I go back to it. And it's interesting, as I not thought about that, that if it was truly, if you were content, it would be like, oh, the race is on. Well, you know, I'm not going to be able to watch that because I've, I've I'm going to go outside, or I'm going to, or because I've had that where it's like. Well, the race didn't end the way I wanted. All right, now, well, there it is, and then it's just all that was a waste. And mm-hmm. you, and no, because mm-hmm. we're looking to. That's the thing. The the thing about faith is you can. That's where the true peace is. That's where you find your fulfillment in God. Because without that, you're just chasing fantasy. Well, yeah, it's never a bad race when you chase Yah. Well, it's the you run the race with endurance. It's the good fight. Uh, yeah. which is referred to as, but yeah, this is important because how many people you're just looking to, you just, you could be frustrated with your life. Um, just something is missing. You just don't, you just, you just feel bad and you don't even know why you feel bad because this isn't, we're not talking down to people and saying, well, we've got this figured out and you just, yeah. no, it's, you just live your life. Like people say, just live in life, but is the life that you're living actually death? And you don't realize it, but you think it's, it's living and you're just, and for what ultimately, because I remember me and Phil, we had talked about this a while back that I don't know if you ever have a time or if you like to sit at home and just kind of like something I like to do is at night. Sometimes I'll just sit like in the dark with maybe a nightlight and just kind of meditate or just kind of relax. Yeah. We have stars on the ceiling that glow in the dark. getting in that place like that, if you really get yourself quiet and you just kind of silence everything around you and you're just there by yourself and people know this, you sit there with your thoughts, you know that you know that you're not living the life that you should live. And people would say, no, no, everybody has those quiet moments where when like the old all said and everything is all said and done and you're just there by yourself and no phones, no phones, no distractions that you just listen to your thoughts and it's like, wow. Like I even had the TV off. I think it was Monday afternoon. Um, my wife and daughter, they were gone and I was just, I work from home. So I was just kind of walking around and I was like, if you didn't have TV and all that, you have a lot of time to think and you don't realize how much you suppress your own thinking by distraction. That is like chaos. Yeah. That chaos. And like the story of Abraham, like people would say, well, how would he hear God or be like he's out in the wilderness where you're out in the wilderness and you're looking around and who is this? Who made all this? Who's, and I would say that not that we can't do it now, but then without that distraction, you would be more in tune to your thinking because you would, 
be in a situation where you would talk to the people around you, you would be, you wouldn't be on a phone. You wouldn't be going to a restaurant. Yeah. Influenced or yeah. Watching different reels of a hundred different people to get a hundred different answers or feelings. Like you would just have one thought at a time. Well, and you're working, you're walking everywhere you go. You're having to cook your own food, kill animals, plant gardens, keep track of livestock, um, all those different things. And then you're not, you don't have a watch. I mean, you have the sun and stuff like that. So we would think that, well, that would be such a harder life. It would be harder for us to go back to that, but how much better of a life would that be without the social media and the distractions and different things to where, I mean, you would spend a hundred years building a boat. I mean, a hundred years, like people think, well, man, that's just, how could you do that? Well, because you would have time, you would have skill. I mean, think about, about the time to get the wood, bring it there. You like, they don't have electric tools and all those different things. They would have to do it by hand, but how much more in shape would you be and healthy and what food are you eating? You're not eating processed food. You're eating whatever fruit is there, whatever meat is there, bread without, you know, being the grain as refined and, and different things. So yeah, people can have, yeah, don't, don't search to find peace in the things of the world. Cause you're not, it's just going to end. It's just not, you're not going to be fulfilled no matter what you do. You're just going to find yourself just chasing after the wind. Ultimately you're not. And that's the thing with, like you had mentioned the narrow path versus the, the wide path. Well, Messiah's own words, wide is the way that leads to destruction. And many people find that, but the narrow way, the, the narrow path, very few find it because it's struggle and you have to embrace the struggle. People don't want to embrace struggle. They fight against suffering mm -hmm. and suffering is necessary to have peace. Yeah. It's the letting go. It's the like tearing off the blankets that you have on yourself for comfort. And I don't know if you're familiar with this, but in thinking it's second Corinthians chapter one, it, it mentions that Yah is the God of all comfort. And I don't know if you ever thought about this, like right now, are you comfortable? I'm a little cold, cold, <laughs> or let's like with the chair you're in, are you comfortable in the chair? Like, do you feel unsupported? No, I feel supported because that was given to us a while back that comfort is about support. Mm -hmm. So the God of support, but make sure that you're able to be supported to where follow along with the ways of God and trust in God because God's the comfort to where doesn't always feel good, but you're supported to where, how would you feel if right when you sat in it, one of the legs <laughs> fell over and you fall down on the ground? Well, I don't feel comfortable. Well, that's the thing because I want to feel like I'm supported yeah, and safe and safe. Right. So you even mentioned that you're looking to, to have that safety. Yeah. There isn't any better safety than having God as your father right? or God as your mother, God as your brother, sister, but you have to be in a place where you can benefit from the peace that God has because to one, God is a terror and to the other, God can be a loving father, make sure that you have to meet the terror first in order to have the loving father and mother. So 
you want to have peace, you have to go through the struggle to get to the peace. Like you mentioned, you have to have the war before the white flag. And it also mm-hmm. reminds me of you talking about um, like happiness, sadness, anxiety, how those I was thinking of like surface feelings. It's like you kind of have to face those first in order to get to the deeper feelings. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just what am I trying to say? Like you, like peace isn't foreign to everyone. Like you actually do know peace, but you've only seen the surface level of it. Yeah. Cause like, I'll, I'll just put the coffee example. So you have the war until you get the coffee. Now you have the peace because now all right, I got the coffee Oh, now, but if you don't go to Duncan, either go inside or go through the drive through, then I want my coffee and I just, I'm not satisfied. Well, you have to do that. So in the, we do it in the physical and to the spiritual to where you're like, I'll just say you like, you're making car payments. Well, when does the peace come? Well, when you get done with the payments, but here's the thing, you can have peace while you're making the car payments. See, that's the thing that we can have contentment where we can still have moments where we're not necessarily happy and overjoyed every day, but we can have joy just in the contentment of knowing that God's on my side, God is with me. And I'm not going to focus on having these real high emotional spurts of happiness and sadness and happiness. That's chaotic. How about being the nice, even keel, genuine, quiet spirit, humble, where you're at that nice steady to where, people can look at you and say, well, you seem like you're, you're at peace. Like, like, as opposed to, we try to convince people that we're at peace by being overly happy about things or dramatically sad to get attention as opposed to how about we just stay nice and steady. And then no matter what happens, we don't need to be over the top, happy over the top, sad, just be a nice content walking matter of fact yeah so then that makes me think like i'll I'll, I'll just say straightforward like how does that not make you numb when you don't feel the highs and lows i feel like that would just make you neutral and i feel like a lot of people like including myself may see that as like numb um are you a rock and roll person no no you ever heard of the group pink floyd I've heard of them. Okay. They've got a song on one of their famous albums and it's called comfortably numb. You're at a place where you're just cause um, numb doesn't mean you don't, there's not pain. Numb is you don't feel it. Cause have you ever had wisdom teeth mm-hmm. out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were yeah. you numbed or were you? Yeah. I, I think I was like under laughing gas. Like, oh, that's, I didn't feel it. I had that. That's what I had. So are you going to tell me you come out from the gas and there's no pain by there pulling your teeth out or you just don't feel it? Mm. You just don't feel it. You feel the aftermath later. Right. So what happens is instead of, and I'll share something with you that Messiah Yeshua told me personally, and he said it to others, embrace the struggle. Now, did he say, be happy about it? Like if I'm, and I won't do it, but if like I were like, Lexi, I'm going to embrace you, then that means I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm, 
okay with this. I embrace it. I'm willing to accept it because what happens is, is that everybody's going to struggle and suffer no matter if you're pursuing faith in God or not. But tell me if this isn't true. You don't want to struggle because it's painful. So you suppress it and you try to get away from it mm-hmm. with the NASCAR, the coffee, the music, driving, whatever people, vacations. If you embrace it, it gets you to evaluate yourself to make a change, to push through the struggle, to get to the peace. Instead of suppressing the struggle, you stay in chaos where I'm not saying that you just, you're just going to overly, you're just trying to pursue suffering intentionally, but you're going to have enough struggle anyway to where use that to either make a change on something, realize something, because this faith in Yah, it even tells you that you're going to struggle and you're going to have to persevere and endure. But the reason is, is because think about what's waiting on the other side, not only the kingdom of God, which is the ultimate place of peace, but you can have that peace now by having the fullness of faith. You don't have to wait until you get to the kingdom of God. That's the thing that God offers is, is that in us, you can follow our ways and get chaos put to death where you can live a life of contentment here and then carry that on to the kingdom forever. You don't have to live depressed. Like the, we should be in faith in God. We should not, we should be getting away from being depressed because depressed means you get pushed down, but you don't push back. Like you just, you let things affect you to where it brings you down instead of equalizing the pressure, pushing back to where it's a proper pressure where you can have the peace in it because you're driving your Volkswagen and all the tires are at equal pressure. Everything's great. But what happens if one is low pressure all the way to flat and then the other three are equal pressure where you have a flat tire, you're not, you're going to struggle. So have things at equal pressure, but the goal of faith is to be at a place where you have contentment, where you're not necessarily concerned about being happy um, because there's going to be times of happiness and sadness and joy, elation, but live, look to live that orderly life where what if you came in here and one day the whole room had everything on the floor and then the next day everything was put away. And then the next day everything's on the floor, it's chaos, but you have things in their proper order where everything is nice and peaceful because everything is in its right order. But the problem is, is we have so much chaos where things are out of order that we're looking for that happiness, but don't realize that the happiness is found in the order and the peace. So what I'm seeing as we talk about this more is don't look, don't look for, don't search for happiness, search for the contentment, which will bring the true happiness, the joy, the different emotions and things, as opposed to going at the happiness route and then at the cost of you're still living in chaos and it really doesn't ultimately benefit, <laughs> excuse me, anything. Yeah, I'm trying to <clears throat> like grasp that one because I'm thinking if I was in a state right now listening to this and I've realized like, oh, I've been like striving for happiness. I want to stop doing that and instead do blank. What 
would the next step be? What I would actually say is instead of looking at it from what's like the one thing that you have to do just to stop everything immediately, because you have your programming that you're going to have to work through. What I would say is just take this in and really evaluate it based on the word of God. Like what does the word of God say about it? And just think about if you're not happy, why am I not happy? Is it like something like in my childhood? Is it something like, like really look for, and you may not be able to see it. You could ask Yah for the help in it. Yah, help me to see what I'm not seeing here. I'm just, I'm not feeling content. I'm feeling unhappy. I'm just kind of like in a funk or whatever. Help me to see what I'm not seeing. Because if you yourself are just trying to figure out the core of the unhappiness, it's going to be hard for you to do that. But with Yah's help, they can help you like, because one of the things, a big challenge is, why am I thinking what I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, why am I thinking this? And I don't know. Like, like that's the thing. Why am I unhappy? Well, that's, that's a question to where, where is there? And ultimately the big answer is, do you, are you pursuing faith in God? Cause that's going to make you turn this around. But I would just say like really evaluate, like, are you looking for like worldly satisfaction versus fulfillment from y'all or Yes. And just because really ultimately the, the main thing with this is faith without faith in God, you're not going to be able to overcome or either really be able to do this in an effective way. It'll just be a temporary thing that because it's one of those where in, unless you can see the core of what it is, it's just kind of putting a bandaid on it and a bandaid on it. And you're not really getting like, why am I not being fulfilled. And ultimately the true answer for anybody is lack of pursuing faith in God. That's the main reason for the unhappiness because everybody wants to be accepted. And the true one that they want to be accepted by is God. And there is a way to be accepted by God, but you have to go through what the word of God says to do. And that because everybody, every person wants to be accepted. Everybody wants to be valued. Heard, seen, and loved. Yeah. Yeah. And why, like, think about it. If you're not happy and you're not content, then something's going on where you're not getting your way or what you want. And ultimately, faith in God is not about, at the beginning, getting what you want. It ultimately changed to getting what you want when you turn it to where you really want the things of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm sure, like you said, there's a lot of people that are unhappy and you don't have that peace. And ultimately, faith in God is where you're going to find that. And really, I would say to start with seeking God with all your heart is the most important thing. You've got to come to a point where you turn your life over to them. You, And that's the first step. And then asking them for help to so you can see what is going on in my life. And ultimately, it's sin that's causing, that drives it. So it's just a, it's a step-by-step process. You're not going to be able to figure it out in one podcast, one conversation, But I would say just like you asked me, like, what can you do is just really start evaluating and really, can you really think of anything like the reason you're unhappy? Are you like, right? Maybe just like notice the chaos, mm -hmm. like notice where you feel chaos, notice things that aren't in order. And maybe would you have to figure out what 
Yaw's definition of order is in order to be able to, in order to, in order to be able to compare what well, true order is. No, and uh, I'm convinced Yaw gave you that, that that's, and that's the thing, like with talking about this, if somebody says, somebody says, Lexi, peace. But if you don't know what peace is, and you're not pursuing it, then how can you help me to find peace? You can't. Mm -hmm. You're just leading me to a place of chaos yourself. That in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter two, and I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, but that beginning that we have on the podcast, that that's from Proverbs chapter two, that, and it says this, that it talks, uh, um, it's written this way. It says, my son, if you accept my words and store my commands within your heart, Cry aloud for insight, call out for understanding, seek for it as for hidden treasure. Then you'll find the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God. And like you said, that's where you can, how can I find, but think about it. If you accept my words, well, if you don't accept them, then you can't storm in your heart because you'll reject them. And then you're not going to apply yourself. Like you said, that you, you're really a thinker and you really want to, mm -hmm. all right, well, that passage right there it's giving instruction on do these things. And ultimately what's going on is it's Abba, the father giving instructions to Yeshua, his son through the writer of Proverbs to give to him because his parents, Joseph and Mary would be teaching him that, that do you see if you want to find this? Cause think about it, put that into the world. All right. You really want a job. You want to do something. All right. You accept where you want to apply. You accept them. All right. You store their commands within you. You cry aloud for insight, call out for understanding. I want to do this job. I want to do this thing. Seek for it like hidden treasure. I'm going to do my best. Oh, then you find the knowledge of your job and you understand. Well, it's the same thing, but you just have to pursue faith the same way as the things of the world. And you'll find it because people think that God's just supposed to just lay a blanket on top of them with all the knowledge and understanding. No, yeah. you got to go to the library and research and do well. I don't know if people go there or just look online, but when I was younger and the people listening know the World Buck Encyclopedia, <laughs> you open it up and you start writing. And there were times where you would write word for word on something like that. But yeah, you've got to, you got to want it bad enough to go after it and be willing to put the work in necessary in order to put the cast to death. Because on this side of it, with circumcision of the heart where, where I am, it's like I'm finding the more the lower conscience comes up is figuring out, well, why am I doing this? What's going on in my childhood? Oh, I didn't recognize when I was a kid because y'all brought me back. They put me back and when I was in high school to a guidance counselor's office to an exact conversation that I had. And they were like, do you see? Well, only y'all is going to be able to bring you back to those moments when you were a kid where you set your mind. And do you see where you set your mind that you started to build resentment towards mm -hmm helping people because, well, if you're not going to help me, I'm not going to help you. And oh, so when somebody doesn't know something, you don't want to feel that again. So you put it back on them that they should know and see yeah. stuff like that. You couldn't see. You're just like, well, I just thought that's just what I did. And that was just yeah. something that they showed me. Yeah. And there shouldn't be any shame in that. I feel like sometimes you can, or at least I find myself feel like, oh, I wish like I would have known that then. You know, but as a kid, you don't, you don't have the knowledge yet, you know, just like, like learning how to read. You don't know what the words say until you first like learn the words. And once you do know what they say, like it's a, 
okay to have acknowledged the journey being like there was a point where I didn't know same with like war and peace like you can't have peace without war like you can't now know something without first not knowing it well think about a little baby we'll go back to an infant well people say well, an infant doesn't they don't know what they're doing they don't well uh, I disagree because you tell me when you were a baby you wanted something you were hungry and you cried and you got your bottle and you stopped crying oh <laughs> Oh, they give me what I want, then I'll cry. Now, do you consciously, are you going to remember that when you were an infant? No, yeah. but you're, but because people think, well, the infant can't understand. Yeah, they can. Now, do they have the. I think they can't like, like store that they understand, like store in their mind that they understand where you don't realize that until you're older, then you start to, to like gain that ability. Well, I'll use this as an example, like um, with Josh and Anna Roo's daughter, Liliana, that she's at an age where she's learning and understanding things. But let's just say, let's go back a year um, from a year prior to this. And it would be like if she did something that they knew was wrong for her to do. And they corrected her and they said, don't do that again. Well, she doesn't understand necessarily that it's wrong. And it's just like us, like when we're like when you're a little kid like that, you're not, are you at the point where you understand the right and the wrong? Doesn't mean that you're not born in corruption, but there comes a point like that age of accountability where like you're saying, like it all of a sudden it meets and you're like, okay, now I'm understanding mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And that's the thing, like for a little kid like her, let's say a year ago, we wouldn't sit there and go, what are you doing? You, that was well, you're going to get punished for that one. No, because she's a year old. I'm not, they don't understand that right now. So just, it's a little kid, but just like in faith, but when you get older, you should know better and you're going to be dealt with different than you're, you're an infant. But yeah, with the, there is no better psychologist or psychiatrist than y'all mm -hmm. that they know the mind. They created the mind. They know how the mind works, all these disorders and diseases they know about. But the thing is, the body was made to heal itself, so the mind can heal itself. But if you don't know how to heal the mind. How can you? You can't. Yeah. All you can do is medicate it and numb it. Mm -hmm. And I know this from my dad because he's had depression treatment where he's had shock treatment to his brain. Yeah. And, oh, I feel so much better. Man, I'm so much happier but you just put your brain through so much trauma that you don't even recognize and all that chaos. Yeah. It would be like if you just a lightning bolt struck your house and you would be so stunned to where you're just, or you're in a car accident and you're just kind of numb. You're like, I'm just, I'm just move. shocked. Yeah. Oh, but that took all the chaos away for no, the moment for the moment. But it just goes back into the lower conscience and it's just, it keeps going. And then, and that's the thing. People could be in their sixties and seventies and not know really anything about God because they suppress the truth where it's not that you're not capable, but there can be somebody that could be five or six years old that can have more information on God and faith than somebody that's in their 60 or 70 years old. And that's the thing. The, the mind, I actually had this thought. I'll share this with you. Cause I'm, I like watching videos on the universe and like how, how far the universe goes and the um, galaxies and all that. Mm -hmm. Well, 
don't know if you ever thought about this. You ever thought about the mind as a universe where can you get to a point where the mind says voicemail is full, you know, the, the mind is full, <laughs> no more. You have to delete all these other things. I thought what, because the universe is expanding that the human mind, the knowledge and wisdom and understanding you can have that there's not a limit to it that it just, it keeps expanding and growing and it's infinite. Like the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God is just so vast. You can't understand it all. It's so, even if you think you understand something, all right, well now go that direction a million light years. Well, how could you ever get there? Well, you know, like it says about Yah that how unsearchable are their, their ways that you are past finding out. You can't understand the depth because you're not perfect yet, but there's just so much information on this. And if you want peace, you are not going to find it in this world. Now you'll have moments where you may feel a reprieve, but you tell me something in the world that other than faith in God, that you're going to find ultimate fulfillment for eternity, anywhere, anything that you could do that would just bring, oh man, because think about people that retire. My dad's retired. He's not content. Is he going out on trips and just, oh man, I'm just living the life. Well, no, because you retire thinking everything is going to be peaceful and restful. No, you're just, you're just living life now without a daily job. Problems come up. Your mind goes with you. Cause the last time I checked, you can go on vacation. Your mind still goes with you mm-hmm. that you, you can't escape yourself yeah. in this, but no, this is a, this is a great question. Like I'm just learning as we're talking about this, that, that how much do you try to manufacture happiness out of chaos where the joy, because think about that. I'll ask you, is there a difference between happiness and joy? Yeah. I would say, yeah, I think happiness is surface level, but joy is, I, in different words, I would say like happiness is felt in the heart, but joy is felt in the soul. Yeah, because you think about it when you're content. Wow. And you have that gratitude that like the joy is the expression of the contentment and the happiness. Mm-hmm. Like I see in faith that more the happiness is more of joy than just happiness. Like I see joy is just being like a momentary emotional flare of, oh, man, I'm so happy. But you can be happy and you don't have to sit there and be screaming or yelling or you could just be, man, this is just, I'm just so overjoyed that, that I'm doing what is right. And I'm just really enjoying this. Yeah, like, it's like enjoy a humble peace. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought about that. You enjoy. Joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So joy from, yeah. Cause the joy would come within, like, you're not, right. you're not going to find these things in the world from the outside to come upon you to where all of a sudden, like you, you plug your body into the joy machine <laughs> or the, um, the peace machine, like you'd plug in a Tesla, like at the charging station. Cause unfortunately in the world, the charging stations are going to fail and they're going to go down. Mm -hmm. And is that not from where I came from in Christianity that you look for the happiness and joy in that service. And then when you leave, well, I don't feel that anymore. Like you look for that emotional high, that happiness to feel great at Easter. And then I'm just back to my life again. And what, what purpose do I have in life? Why am I here? And I feel like I'm nothing. So how could I be, how could God look at me as anything? You know, I feel like real small, Mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, I I just think it comes back to that like letting go piece. Like I think of um, like your conversation with the counselor or even your analogy with outer space because I was like how – because I, kn- I don't think of the mind like that, but then I was like, but I trust you. And I was like, so how can he think of it like that? And I was thinking that like your mind can be like the galaxy because you have to first – let go of the earth like you first have to leave the earth in order to explore the galaxy so you first have to let go of what you think of like of home base in order to gain something new well here's what's interesting about that this was just given to me there's two sides to this the ones that don't have peace that are looking to go out to find it in the galaxy Versus realizing that the only place that can sustain life in this solar system is the Earth. The Yah has made. The other planets, we're not able to get there to sustain life. So find your life grounded in Yah. Yeah. Then when you're in Yah, then you can explore the galaxy, Mm -hmm. the further deeper truths, the mysteries to where you're not looking to escape Mm -hmm. the Earth. You're just looking to explore and wow, look at this quasars that are like millions of miles away that are like these have all this energy and all these things. Wow. How great is that? But really that's not my focus because earth of salvation, that's what's important, but I'm going to look as opposed to, no, I, I want to find this alien life. And no, it, it's found in God here mm-hmm. that you're looking out here. If I can only get there and if there's other people out there and it's like, it is, it's God, it's, you find them, then they're the ones that have the authority over all of it. So they can tell you how to get to the quasars or the, what's that one? Alpha Centauri, whatever the nearest star, all this, you may not be familiar with like the pulsars, the quasars, the stars, all this other stuff that just look at it as God exists. That, you don't have any excuse because it's clear by all of this that God exists. So you have no excuse to say you didn't know that God exists, but that just came to mind that people are trying to go out to escape, to find something where stop escaping. And like you said, rock bottom, you look around you. Wow. I need God. And then you seek after God. Then God comes to you you find them then, okay, hey, you want to go exploring with me to these mysteries? We're going to go over here to this galaxy and that galaxy, but you always come back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Because if you leave Earth, you're not going to survive unless you're with God to where God will take you to these other places. So, yeah, it's it's so important because for those listening that are seeking God that don't Evaluate to change your mind, not to find the happiness and peace in the things of the world, the things that are temporary. Look for the eternal uh, and with the peace. Look for that eternal peace, which is in God. Look for the eternal happiness and joy, the gladness that you'll find when you have the faith in God and then you enter into the kingdom that you can't even, wouldn't even have words to express what the kingdom of God is going to be like to where that joy that you're going to feel is going to be nothing compared to the struggle and the suffering. And that's the thing is that we, we were made 
corruptible so that we could seek after God to be reconciled. And ultimately by finding that, that's where you're going to find your true happiness, your true peace, and look to have the joy from the peace that you find in God. Um, because yes, we're not going to say that you won't do things in life and we still do things. You travel places, you feel that happiness, you feel that joy, but a lot of that is just temporary. Don't be looking for the temporary, look for the eternal, because that's when it's all going to matter to where look for the eternal, not the temporal, you know, is what I would say to that with, and then with your question about how do you, you know, go after it, that the the best way to do it is see God with all your heart and look at that as a never ending journey that never stops. That isn't a straight line. It's a circle that, that mm-hmm. just keeps going. And it's just, you've just got to learn and grow just like with you coming on Wednesdays, you know, who knows in the future may come on Sundays too. And, and stuff like that. So you know, we'll just see where that goes, but just keep pursuing it, keep seeking after it. And you'll find by seeking with all your heart, you'll find the answers. Anything further you like to add? I think it's a good stopping point. We've had a lot of good conversation. Yeah, I agree. I just think, you know, once, once you have that peace, just like enjoy it because you can still endure the chaos and have that peace. And like, what's, what's greater than that? Like, like you said, I enjoy, like, enjoy mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because all the things that are temporary that you like, like we mentioned the vacations and you go away and stuff, but think about where getting to the point and never growing that you can have that peace and rest in your mind, no matter if you just go to work, you go to get gas in your car. You have a presentation coming up you're on the podcast for the first time and you're nervous (laughs) and it's like, it doesn't matter because what matters is faith in God and trust in God. And, and you made a statement you said that you trust me, but I would look to say what, what I would encourage you to do is trust in God. And then because you trust in God, then you'll trust in me because I'm trusting in God. Like I'm not saying that don't ever say that about people, but, and I know what you meant and, and I appreciate it, but ultimately it's, for us in faith, trust God. And then by trusting in God, then that will enable you to trust other people because God is never going to fail. Right. They're the one to ultimately trust, but no, it's really good. Um, it was good having you. Yeah. Like trust God. And maybe that's like through the words of other people. And then like, what, what does it verify Mm -hmm. from the Bible? Yeah. I'll explain further. For example, trust God. And when you listen to me, if I'm speaking the words of God, then trust me, right? It'll match to where, um, and the reason I bring that up is because it's like things that we say at times, and I do it too, that you don't realize what you say, because what you can do when you don't recognize it is you put your trust in people. And I'm not saying that you don't trust people, but people will let you down. Mm -hmm. But with the trust in God, those people that are in God are trustworthy so then you can trust me because I'm trusting God. So it always starts from God to us and then to other people, because if I'm, if I'm speaking, well, to the best of my ability, I'm speaking the words of God, mother speaking through me. But if I'm speaking something that isn't the truth of God, don't trust me mm-hmm. because I'm not trustworthy because I'm not worthy. I haven't been proven worthy of trust in that situation. So it's just to be, be careful because listen to people and what they say, because, well, 
is what this person's saying. Is it lining up with the word? Is it not? If it isn't, then they're not trustworthy. Then I'm not going to trust them. So like the word says, let God be true and let every man, woman be a liar. Meaning that have the mindset that I'm going to be skeptical of what you're saying. I'm going to make sure it lines up with God and I'm not there the priority in the situation. But anything else before we go? I think just, you know, God is the answer. Like, like when you're just saying like trust in him, like how, how do you know trust if you don't first know the true definition of trust and the true definition of peace and the true definition of love, true definition of order and of chaos. And, you know, just go back to the one. Go back to the origin because what is a man, what is a woman that think about that question in the world and they think that's a silly question, but and not that you have to answer, but it'd be like, Lexi, what is a woman? from the true origin or Sean, what is a man? Do you understand what a man and a woman is from Adam and Eve time? Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do people even know what a man and woman's role is? And people have to answer that. And if they may not know, well, if you don't know, then like you said, go to the source. What is a woman's function? What is a man's function? Well, why is there so much dysfunction? Because mm-hmm. you don't know from God's perspective, what, what your responsibilities are. And that's where we get into trouble because we trust in perception, not the truth of God. Yeah. And I think it's like first, first chapter in John where it talks about how nothing, nothing is made that is not already made. And so first there was creation. And so everything comes from creation. The one who created everything, everything goes back to him. We didn't just invent something on our own because it was first its roots were in creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's nothing new under the sun is that same concept because the building materials for everything have been done because you could take your, your car and crush it and be like, we're going to get you a new car. They'd melt that metal down. And how long has that metal and the elements been around to where it's not a new car? Yeah. It's new formed. Mm-hmm. That's not a new car right. that could have been around from a thousand years ago. And it's just metal has been because like everything we see, all these cars are going to be in a junkyard at some point and it'll melt into the earth and then it'll be reformed again. So it's, yeah, don't, don't think that there's anything new. Uh, that That's a great point. Yeah. But well, I enjoyed it. It was good having you that, um, you can take a deep breath now. If you haven't, you can relax now. Yeah, I need to like go take some deep breaths. Exhale. <laughs> Well, it just comes with experience, but no, we'll be excited to have you on future podcasts. Really yeah. enjoyed your, your thoughts and your conversation. Thanks for having me tonight. Very good, Lexi. Well, uh, we will stop the podcast for now. Uh, Lord willing, uh, we'll be back with you on the next podcast. But um, yeah, just we'll leave with this, that um, if you ultimately, if you're pursuing the happiness and the peace, the only way that's going to be found is by finding true faith in Yah. And the way to do that is to start the process by seeking with all your heart. And by doing that, if you don't deviate from that, you will find the fullness of faith. And um, you find the fullness of faith. You're protected in God. You persevere and endure to the end in that. Uh, you'll receive salvation. So until the next podcast, Lexi, and, and whoever I'm with again, um, we'll see you on the next one. It was good having you, and we'll we'll see everybody later. Have a good evening. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, 
is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.